Thanks for joining us for another great message from Influences Church Australia. We hope it inspires you, encourages you, blesses you and brings you joy. For more information about our church, go online to influences.church. And now for our message. This last weekend, I turned 40. Can you believe that? Yeah, I know you're looking thinking, well, he looks wiser. You would be correct. Very mature. And, uh, and Sean's and, and uh, some of you laughed when I said mature. Yeah, it's very hurtful. And so Sean's and my family, mum and dad, my brothers, they all went in. And, and, and I want, I've got a barbecue, but I, but I wanted something special. I want something called a Kamado Joe. It's, it's a smoker. And, uh, and it just slowly cooks meat over 12 hours. And it's made with coals and, and wood and fire. And, and, and it just makes the most tasty, beautiful meat that you could imagine. Like, I mean, I've eaten steak this week and chicken wings and, and brisket. And last night I made ribs. Who reckons we just finished the preach and we go and eat some barbecue right now? Brayden, put that hand down. We're in church, mate. It's not about your belly. He said, we eat a food you know not of. Where's your faith? Now I'm with you. I'm starving now. I can't. No. But here's the problem. I'm cooking with fire, but I can't even start a fire. And, but I realized something. I have access to the greatest barbecue chefs in the world. And the most of them are in Texas and Georgia. And I realize I have access to the best there is. It's called YouTube. And every night of the last month, because I knew this present was coming, as we go to sleep, I just turn around and I put on YouTube. And I'm watching how to start fires and how to work with charcoal and how to get the temperature right and how to cook brisket and how to get it right and how, how, to, how, to, how to get the bark right and how to spray it and how to eat it and blah, blah, you put it in your mouth. And I because I realized something that I have access. Everyone say, I have access. I want to invite my friend up here. Can we please give it up for Peter Dixon? What a legend. Because the thing I love about Peter is that Peter doesn't take no for an answer. Peter never lets just take that. Th- oh, oh, breathe the good. fresh air. Oh, just come breathe in. Isn't it so good? good. Peter, I, I want to talk to you for a moment because you inspire me. You, Peter, Peter you, you love basketball. You love music. And, uh, and along with other things. And, and, and you want to always grow and improve. And you have found unique ways to do this. So we're going to talk about this for a moment. So firstly, Peter, did you yes. grow up in, in, in like California or some far off place or was just local boy? No, sir. No, no. <laughs> no, no I'm, from, I'm from Adelaide. I've yep. been here my whole life. Yep. Shout out to Adelaide. Woo. Yay! Um, I started going to this church when I was about three years old. There you go. My parents are birthed about over there. No. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, oh. fantastic. And so, um, okay, and so did you go to some really like rich school or just an ordinary school? Just, just an ordinary lad. Ordinary yeah. lad. And were your parents millionaires, billionaires, trillionaires, quazillionaires? No. No? Okay. I, got, I got lunch money occasionally. Oh, that's canteen, good. That's more so. than I got. Okay, fantastic. But just an ordinary guy. So the thing I love about you is, have you traveled overseas? I haven't been out of Australia yet. You've never been out of Australia? I was planning to, and then COVID hit, and then, you know. Wrecks everything. uh, After that. Don't be intimidated, Peter. Uh, The thing I love about you is in your sport and in your music, you always want to get better. So let's talk your sport for a moment, because you're a huge 
Lakers fan, right? Get on board, people. Can Come I get on. an amen? Hey. So he's at NBA, cool. basketball, the world's yeah. best league. And, and there's someone that was a hero of mine, and it was, you know, incredible. And you decided you wanted to reach out to him. And this guy gets millions of tweets, yet somehow you have access. I don't know how. Um, so I love basketball. Well, number one, I love God. I love yeah, basketball. Good job. Love Los Angeles Lakers. That's my team. Mm-hmm. And I love music. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I love the Lakers. It was 2015. I've gone to Morse Lake to just shoot some hoops. At that time, Kobe Bryant was playing for the Lakers and was injured, and he was doing these documentaries on ESPN called Guarding the Greats. So I just thought, you know, I'm just going to tweet him out, just send him a little old tweet, yep. and um, just, hey, Kobe, I love the I love the Guarding the Greats series. And then, so I've, I've tweeted, I put my phone down, I've gone to shoot some hoops, I've come back to my phone, and uh, my phone's usually pretty dry. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't get... <laughs> get all sexy phone. <laughs> I've got a dry phone, all right? So I come back to my phone and it's just going off. And I was like, what is happening? I've opened up Twitter and, you know, there you go. There's, he got uh, a tweet back from Kobe. Kobe Bryant. Like, get that. Like, this guy would get millions of people tweeting him, retweeting him. But you tweet him and you yeah. get, uh, at that point when you took the photo, just after 399 retweets, who, meant how, who knows how many now? Yeah, yeah. I was but, getting random people asking me, hey, man, can you let me, uh, you know, you hook me hook up, me with, up Kobe. with Kobe? Can I get a... Unbelievable. I don't, I don't know him like You're that. just Peter from Adelaide, regular guy with lunch yeah. money. And you get a tweet from Kobe Bryant. That's it's amazing. It. So then, so then uh, you recently have now like, started a basketball. You've always played basketball. You started another basketball team just recently, just in the last week. And your team got a win. And you just thought, well, I'm putting this team together. I need some great advice. Who better than to go to than some of the best coaches in the world? So Absolutely. So Lakers again. I'm mm-hmm. a massive Lakers fan. Um, I know that Phil Handy is an assistant coach for the Lakers. So um, the most famous basketball team in the world, yeah. apart from the 36ers. Uh, of no, course. No, no, Lakers. I thought I'd just I'd been in contact with him a while ago, just some um, connecting with him because he's a great coach and he's very approachable. And I just sent him a, a photo of our team and said, "Hey, coach, do you have any advice for us?" Kind of thing. Like give give us something. And so yeah, we uh, we sent him the. I sent him the before that before that photo. A few of the guys here on play on the on the team. Before I sent him that photo, I said, "Hey, do you have any advice?" Uh, we got our first win, and he's like, "Tell the fellas, play hard, play together. That's the key." You got coaching advice from one of the best coaches in the entire world for the influencers pioneers. That's it. So, so we can't lose now. You can't That's lose on our record. now. We can't you lose. Got co- so not only that, you're into your music. And you're producing and creating your own music. And we've got some amazing artists that, like, not only has uh, Young Dreamers bre- uh, yeah, shout label out to Dreamers. Been, been used by Lakewood, and then we've got a Sean W. Smith being played all over the world. And where's Kim Miyako? She's writing right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And got coming out soon, Kim. Can't wait for that. That's... But Peter, you've been writing music, yeah. but you just didn't want to stay where you are. You want to expand your reach, you want to learn from some greats, you want to collaborate. So we've got on the, video, on the screen here four people, and there's been many more, but just four people, there's two right now, it's neither of us, uh, but these four people you collaborated with because you just reached out and, and they've done songs with you and now you have a relationship with them. Who are they? Who are these guys? Yeah, so there's a, there's a few more, but just um, there's Mike from MXPX, Mike Yera. Does anyone oh, remember MXPX? Sh- Shana remembers it. They were like the first cool um, Christian band, yeah, and he's similar. done music with him. So I reached out to him. Um, I found out he was a sound engineer at a studio, got in contact with there, and uh, got him to do some vocals on a song. It's awesome. And uh, the second one's Phil Handy from the Lakers, and then we've got David Ware, who's a worship leader and also an artist that we're able to 
do a song with, and then Keynes Woods from Canada, who's an artist as well. Unbelievable. And so these guys and others, right, that you've written songs with, produced, talked to, keep talking to, it's just because you thought, why not? Yeah, exactly. Just why not? Why can't it be? Why can't it be Peter with the lunch money from Adelaide? You know what? Come I mean? on, man! I love it. You know why? Because this guy's got access. You were saying in the last service, no matter what field anyone's in. Yeah, exactly. I was um, this morning at Salisbury. I was just saying, you know, just encouraging people, whatever field you're in, whether it's music or sport or business or weightlifting, um, whatever field you're in, just reach out, collaborate with people, um, just learn from people that are maybe a bit ahead of you. Come on, man. It's awesome. Well, one cool thing that Pete did is that to three of his friends, three other musicians and artists that he's collaborated with, he said, well, I'm talking about this in church tomorrow. Would you just send a message to the church? (laughs) Because why not? Because it's Peter Dixon with the lunch money. And uh, so who are the three people that sent a message? I offered him $5 of my lunch money to be Ah, well done. Well done. Who are they? Um, So the first artist is Dre Murray. Uh, He's from Oklahoma. And then we've got Ghost Lotus from the UK, and then we've got Angie Rose from New York. And uh, I just asked them, hey, can you give us like a little word of encouragement for the church? And like Sarah was saying, like if you've got a dream, like a God dream, and it feels dead, like hopefully this inspires you to, you know, let the flames flame up again. Come on, man, play the video. Hello, church. This is Dre Murray, artist, coffee connoisseur, coming to you live, almost live. (laughs) all the way from Oklahoma in the United States. Uh, Shout out to a friend of mine, Peter Dixon, who I met online many, many years ago. What's going on Influencers Church? I'm Ghost Lotus from the UK. I collaborated with Pete on a few songs, Brothers Keeper and Brothers Keeper 2. Go check them out. I just wanted to say, keep going, keep doing what you're doing. Let's expand together for the kingdom. Stay blessed. What's going on, Familia? It's your girl, Angie Rose, and I'm a Puerto Rican artist from the Bronx, New York, that loves Jesus, hip-hop, and really good music in that order. My friend and collaborator, Peter, asked me to send you a video, wishing you all the best and sending love. So, Influencers Church, I pray nothing but favor. I pray that you would use your influence well and that you would bless many. Keep going, keep winning. It's La Familia, and you are unstoppable, because God said so. Come on, how cool! Everyone say, I have access! Come on, with faith in your spirit, say, I have access. You know, before Jesus came, there would have been so many people that would have wanted access but never been able to have it. As we look in the Old Testament, there was one time a year where we would somewhat have access to God and people would come and they would bring their sacrifice and they would pay their price and they would come to the temple. And the temple was divided into different sections and there in the outer court of the temple was where people, regular folk like Pete, like me, like you could go and we could somewhat meet with God. Except this was a place that seemingly was pretty ordinary and you never got to meet with God, hear from God, experience the presence, the benefits, the promises of God personally. You stayed there in the outer court. There was then an inner court And this inner court was just a little bit more special. And it was there where only the priests could go. No one that was ordinary, no one that was common. Only the priests could go into this place. But there, as they performed their royal duties there, the priests couldn't even meet with God personally. They couldn't hear God's voice personally. They couldn't experience his presence personally. They had restricted access. We had restricted access. 
Growing up in the house I grew up in, we only had quite a small home. There was three brothers, mum and dad, a couple bedrooms. Me and my brothers I've shared before all shared a bedroom. There wasn't much room. We just made the most of the house except for one room, the lounge room. And it was there in this lounge room, I remember it, there was leather couches perfectly in position, two cushions and carpet that when you, when you I wasn't say mowed the carpet, when you vacuumed the carpet, it would leave lines in the carpet. Does anyone know that kind of carpet? It was there, I, me and my brothers were allowed in any part of the house except the lounge room. And it made no sense because our house was small. And if you've got an extra room that you can spend time in and have fun in and do life in, wouldn't you allow people in that room? But there was a rule. No one was allowed in that room. And I don't quite know why none none of us were allowed in the room except with three boys that were a little bit crazy. I reckon when we went to bed, my mum just went and stood in that room that had order and went, So, of course, when they were out, we would try and sneak into the room, except the room would show footprints wherever we went, and we could never evacuate as perfectly as they could, and we would get in trouble because access was restricted. In the temple, there was no access in the outer, only the outer court, and then the inner court for the priest. But there was one room once a year that only one person, the high priest, could go into. And it was there when that priest perfectly presented themselves, taking the most perfect of sacrifices before God, would walk in in fear into the Holy of Holies, and just for a moment, the priest would experience as he gave the sacrifice to God, the presence of God. Just for a moment, the priest there would experience God's perfect forgiveness, God's benefits for a moment. Just for a moment, that one person representing all people would experience the power and the presence of God. But then he would have to leave. You see, God wanted relationship, but there was, he wanted connection. But the truth is there was no relationship. There was no access for you and there was no access for me. There was no access for anyone. Only once a year, his promises. Only once a year, his benefits. Only once a year, his presence. Only once a year, his forgiveness. There was a barrier between us and God. In Genesis, the barrier was an angel with a flaming sword. It's pretty cool. We get to Exodus and they create the tent where God's presence would be. It was a veil. As we get to the temple, it's now a thick curtain. But every one of those three things would say this, you have no access. You have no access. There is no access for you to go into the presence of God. Access denied. Have you ever been on a plane? And you've had just a couple too many waters, and it's there, you know, and you look up, and the seatbelt light's gone off, and you turn behind you because you think, I've got to make a quick dash to the bathroom, and you turn around, and there's like 12 people in the line behind you, and it's awkward back there, and there's not much room, and people want to get in and out, and do you talk to the person you're next to? You stand there, the plane's moving, you try not to fold on people, you don't want to go backwards, so you turn around and you look towards the front front and you see a pristine bathroom where no one is. You look, there's no lineup, there's no problem. So you get your courage up and you step forward and you step past the thin veil. And it's there as you step past the thin veil, not where I've been, but where Rob McInnes often goes to because he's like that. And it's there as I step over, a slightly passive aggressive air hostess says, "Ah, access denied. You have to go to the back. Be like, no one's using it. 
She's like, I know. And they're eating lobster. And there's probably two of them. And you're like, just one, just one moment. And you have to walk all the way to the back. Access denied. See, the father's desire was that you would have access to the presence of God. So because we got to experience what it was like not to have access, we now would have see the privilege in having access. So he decides to send Jesus. And Jesus is teaching his disciples about the fact that they can have access, but one day he would leave them and he would go to be with the Father and he would send the helper. But they want to be where he is and they want to have his presence. They've tasted his power. They've seen what his presence and his promises is like. They know his benefits. They want it in their life. And Thomas is talking to Jesus. And it says here in the book of John chapter 14, Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the way we get access to God. So Jesus goes to the cross and he goes to be the perfect sacrifice without blemish, better than any priest, better than any lamb. The lamb of God himself goes to the cross and his blood is shed, ready to present to the Father. And it's there, Matthew tells us in chapters 27, as he breathes his last, and when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. And at that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, come on, and the earth, shook and the rocks split and the tombs broke open and the bodies of many holy people who had died right there were raised to life. It's the first episode of The Walking Dead that there's ever been. It's there as Jesus dies. It says that the curtain is torn. The curtain that said access denied is torn from top to bottom. And when it's torn from top to bottom, when no man can reach, only God can reach. He says, I am making a way so every person now has has access into the presence of God, but he is so exceedingly abundantly above anything you can ask or imagine. He not only tears through the curtain, there's an earthquake and he tears through the earth. He tears through the rocks. He tears through the tombs. When Jesus makes access, it's not just enough. He just keeps on going and keeps on going until he tears between death and life itself and the dead come to life. See, Jesus didn't just want you to have access. He needed to make a point. I'm not just making a way. I will tear through anything and anyone that thinks they cannot have access to me. You see, you have access. You have access. You have access to God. If you're dead inside, you have access to God. If you feel dirty, you have access to God. If you're rock hard, you have access to God. If you're a sinner, you have access to God. If you are unworthy, you have access to God. This is why Hebrews tells us, put on the screen, it says, therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have, come on, read it with me, confidence. We're trying to give you confidence tonight. Because we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood. What is the key? The blood of Jesus. 
The most valuable price that could ever be paid for you to have access was paid so you could walk in all of the bed. It wasn't just a donation. It wasn't just a $10 lunch money. It wasn't just some kind words. It wasn't just some convincing. Jesus paid the ultimate price so that you could have access into the presence of God and into the benefits of God. His blood gives access to Jesus. And Jesus gives access to God's presence, to God's benefits, to God's power, and to God's promises. Every single day, you have access. Turn to the person next to you and say, I have access. Turn to the person on the other side and say, you have access. I need to teach you this tonight. Because too many people, Live saying, I'm not good enough. I come from the wrong family. I come from the wrong background. I've got the wrong label. I've read too many papers. I've heard what they're saying on the news. I've heard what they think of me on Facebook. But it doesn't matter. Just like Peter, it doesn't matter where you're from. If you know that you are only one step away from everything and everyone you need, you wouldn't stay living the life you live. You would realize the price was paid so that you could have access. The blood of Jesus was shed. The greatest price that could ever be paid was paid so that you could have access. Just like a stamp gives you access to a club, the blood gives you access to Jesus. Just like a key gives you access to a door, His blood gives you access. Just like a will gives you access to an inheritance, His blood gives you access. Access to Jesus, access to eternal life, access to peace, access to forgiveness forevermore. You have access. Come on, if you believe it this evening, give God some praise. You have access. Now imagine a millionaire, a billionaire, a trillionaire, a quadrillionaire were to come to you tonight and were to say, I've bought you a mansion. I've gone into the Adelaide Hills, Sterling, would that be okay? And I've bought you a mansion, more rooms than you could imagine, fully furnished, everything you want is in this house, and they paid the price and gave you the keys. And imagine, because you lived only in a small apartment before, all you lived in was your bedroom and the kitchen. Imagine, because that's, you never paid the price because you felt you didn't deserve it, because you've never experienced it before. Imagine if you never went into the garage with all of the tools and cars you could ever imagine. Imagine if you never went into the lounge room with the 85-inch plasma sitting there, LED waiting for you. Imagine if you never went into the games room with, with, with pool or, or, or table tennis and air hockey. Imagine if you never went into the backyard but where, where it had the swimming pool just ready for you. Imagine if you never went into the other bedrooms that were fully furnished. Imagine if you never went and explored everything because you didn't pay the price or you'd never had that before. Imagine if that person said, I paid for you to have access to everything and you're living limited and restricted because of what you know. It would be a waste. And that is how most Christians live. 
Jesus paid a price for you to have access to everything that he had access to. When Jesus paid the price, he made a way so you could live in the presence, the benefits, the authority, the power, and the favor, the blessing, the inheritance of heaven. And so many Christians live restricted, limited, and small compared to what Jesus has given to you. Everyone say, I have access. So let me just quickly tell you some things you have access to. Are you doing okay? You have access to his presence through praise. See, to every room that Jesus has for you, he gives you a key in the word. And the way you can live in the presence of God, the key to having the presence of God in your life, the presence that everything else pales in comparison to, the presence that brings peace and awe, the presence that brings rest and hope, the presence that brings reverence and relationship, the way you find his presence, the fastest way to get into the presence of God is praise. I believe in worship. I believe in prayer. I believe in the word, but I know the fastest way. If I wanna get home tonight, I'm gonna go the fastest way possible. The fastest way to experience the presence of God in any dark situation or good situation is to begin to praise, which is why Psalm 100 says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Just like we see with Jericho, if they wanted access to Jericho, they had to praise and the walls came down and they had access. Just like Paul and Silas, they had to praise and the chains came off and suddenly they had access. This praise that involves your mouth and your hands and your feet and your spirit and your body, so many Christians live without. Too many Christians don't even make it to church for the start of worship when we begin to praise God and then we don't experience Him in worship like we want to and we wonder what's going on with the band but we're not there to experience the very way to enter into the presence of God. Too many people suffer vocally and pray silently because we say, I'm quiet, I'm introverted. No, it's not a personality, it's a spiritual principle that when you decide to push through, I actually believe the more quiet and introverted you are, the quicker you get to break through when you begin to do what is not natural to you, but is supernatural in the kingdom of God so that you can have access to the presence of God that changes your circumstances. The key to His presence is praise. High praise is the shortest route to His presence. Say, I have access to his promises. You have access to his promises, put on the screen, to, through the word of God. You have access to his promises through the word of God. Do you know how people, you know, if you need help, how do you keep going? God's promises. What prevents compromise? God's promises. What keeps you on track? God's promises. What leads you through dark times? God's promises. What gives you hope? His promises. And can I tell you, the very first place God's promises are found are in the Word of God. I mean, He will reveal to you in prayer His promises, but they will only ever confirm what He put in the Word of God in the first place. I mean, a preacher may tell you His promises, but I'm just merely repeating what I'm reading in the Word of God. There's nothing I've heard that he's not spoken in here. If you need the promises of God in your life, if you're hanging on by a thread, if you've lost direction, you need the promises of God that's found by opening up the Word. 
But too many people are looking at what the news tells us our situation is. Too many people are are focusing on QR codes and masks and and press conferences and Facebook reports and news reports and the advertiser or Adelaide Now and Australian rather than picking up the life-giving, never-changing Word of God that changes life, changes your circumstances. That chewing, meditating and thinking because it's the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. If you want access into what God's had, you need His promises and it's found in the Word. Everyone say, I have access. You have access to His power through the Holy Spirit. Imagine how supernaturally possible we were meant to live. I mean, too many of us are going, not me. No, no, He has given you the key to rooms you have not accessed. It is not that He hasn't given you the keys. He paid for the keys. He said that Jesus said we could do everything he did and more. He said the inheritance, the anointing, the power and the authority that he walked in, we can walk in as children of God that he has bequeathed his authority to us. Yet we don't access it because we don't live with the person of the Holy Spirit. Some of us know the Holy Spirit and have been filled with the Holy Spirit, but too many of us don't live in the power of the Holy Spirit. See, it is the power and the person of the Holy Spirit that gives you access to the power of God, that allows you to have the confidence to walk into the promises of God, that keeps you remaining in the presence of God. It's why Paul says, I pray in tongues more than all of you, because he couldn't do his life without the power of God and all the opposition. I see too many Christians that are being defeated by the real problems we're facing, but are not pushing into the power of the Holy Spirit. And if we did, we'd make it through, even though we went through the tough times. This is why personally I decide I pray in tongues every single day because my mouth wants to say the opposite. Because sometimes if I'm honest, my spirit wants to run and my body wants to give up on me. But there's a power that comes from on high that makes a way where there is no way. But the only way you operate in that power is not another person, is not another altar although I believe in them, is using what God already gave you, the person of the Holy Spirit, to give you access to all that God has. Come on, are you doing okay? Hey, who loves the scripture that says you can have exceedingly, abundantly, above anything you ask, think, or imagine? Come on, lift your hand if you want that in your life. But we know that scripture, but we don't miss what, we miss what it says just before it. Just before it says, I pray, Paul writes, I pray out of his glorious riches. Understand, he has more for you than you experience. Out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts and through faith and then goes on to exceedingly abundantly above anything you could ask, think, or imagine. You cannot go to him like your Santa Claus wanting you exceedingly if you don't operate with the person that he gave you so that you can walk in the power and authority that he promised you. You need the Holy Spirit, amen? Say, I have access, and the keys, just the keys can come. I have access to his benefits. And the key, come on, who wants the benefits of God? Do you want to tell you, How he gave us his benefits? Through the church. Too many people want Jesus, but not his benefits. You need community. You need a boost of faith. 
You need care in your tough season. You need a way to outwork your gifting. You need inspiration. You need deeper understanding. Do you need protection? Do you need a surefire way to get into the presence of God? Do you need a key to blessing? Can I tell you, they are all found through the same method that Jesus chose to use. They are found through the church of Jesus Christ. How much time to go through it in Matthew 18. It shows us that when we gather together, understanding where it says there's two or more is actually talking about the ecclesia. It's talking about the gathering of the saints. It's talking about what he did in Acts chapter two and we're still called to do today. It says there you will know his benefits. He will do whatever you ask him. And he says he'll be with you. You'll have his presence. Too many people feel alone and powerless, but they're not in church each week. Too many people say my needs aren't met, but they're not in a connect group every fortnight. Too many people want their kids to walk with Jesus tomorrow, but sport and rest take priority today over the answer that God gave us to see His benefits outworked. I would have loved Jesus just to all hang and just be with us all the time. He is, but He's right now on the right-hand side of the Father but he established the church for the outworking of his power that we would together corporately never be alone and we would know his benefits. Say, I have access. Last one, to his voice. You have access to his voice. Can I tell you, every one of us has the ability to hear the voice of God. If you're in a connect group, you're gonna be hearing about this in the next weeks. You have access to the voice of God. We all can and should hear the voice of God. Jeremiah 33 verse three says, uh, it says, call to me and I will answer you and I'll tell you the great and hidden things that you have not known. I think most people don't hear the voice of God because they're telling God what to do instead of listening to what God sees that we have yet to know. Too many people are starting with what we want rather than how Jesus taught us to prayer, which is our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. You need to position yourself closer so you can hear God clearer. And that same voice that created the earth, and that same voice that told the waters to part, and that same voice that gave worth to a woman with the issue of blood, and that same voice that called Lazarus from the grave is the same voice that can make something out of nothing. It's the same voice that can make a way where there is no way. It is the same voice that'll give you value when no one gives you value. It's the same voice that can call dead things to life in your circumstances. But the way you hear His voice is in prayer. Don't shut off access. Come on, stand at your feet. Today, there's no flaming sword. Sounds so Australian, doesn't it? No flaming sword. There's no veil. There's no curtain. But can I tell you, we all shut off access. Let me tell you something quick. Worry shuts off access. Isolation shuts off access. Team can come. Please hear me. Social media shuts off access. Busyness shuts off access. Solving it all by yourself shuts off access. Listen church, you have access to His presence. You have access to His promises. You have access to His power. You have access to His benefits. You have access to His voice. Come on, say, I have access. But 
sometimes we forget because we're looking at what the world says and what everyone else is predicting and all the promises I've got rather than getting the key that He paid for with His blood so that the one who is the way, the truth and the life could make a way where there is no way. I mean this, if Peter can go and find people that want to partner with him, benefit him and do life with him that he has never met across the world, how much more does a God who made you, loves you, made a way for you and gave his life for you, want to benefit you and bless you and have relationship with you? You have access. I pray this sermon has blessed you, encouraged you and inspired you. You know, we may never have met, I may not know you, but God knows you. And I'll tell you today, God loves you. That even before you knew about Him, He loved you. And He has a plan and a purpose for your life. You know, so many of us do life on our own, trying to lead our life in a way that finds answers and finds the peace and finds the joy we're looking for, but we come up short. But God knew that you needed rescuing, that you needed saving, that you needed His love. So He sent His Son, Jesus, to come and pay the price for our mistakes. He lived a perfect life, but knowing we couldn't, He said, I will take their place. So He died and rose again so that His death could pay the penalty for my mistakes in my past and His life could make a way so that I could have life. I believe that when you believe in what Jesus did and when you invite Him to be Lord of your life, you can experience forgiveness, peace, hope, joy, purpose and life like you've never known before. It's not about what we've done or who we're not. It's about that we have a God who's good, who can turn things for good and loves you. He's a father, he's a friend, and you can invite him into your life today by simply saying this prayer after me. I'm gonna say this prayer and wherever you are, wherever you're watching around the world, pray this prayer with me. Maybe you once knew God and you walked away. You know what, maybe he's getting your attention today to say, come back into relationship with me. Maybe you've known religion, but never a real genuine relationship with God. Why don't you say this prayer too? And I believe this can be the beginning of a great new day. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for loving me and giving your life for me. I pray you forgive me for my past and you walk with me into my tomorrow. Let me know your grace, your forgiveness, your peace, your purpose, your joy and your hope into my life. I ask you to lead me and guide me from this day forward. Be Lord of who I am in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm so glad you prayed that prayer today. I believe that as you did, the peace, the grace, and the love of God comes into your life. You know what? The past is real, but it doesn't have to dictate your future. Let the love, the grace, and the Word of God go with you from this day forward, and I believe the best days are ahead for you. If you prayed this prayer, or you want to know more, maybe you're on the journey, why don't you flick us an email so we can send you some material about following Jesus. We can maybe connect you with a local church near you that you can do life with, get good people around you, and we would love to pray with you. I'm so glad you prayed that prayer. I'm so glad you're on the journey of following Jesus. I'm so glad you listened today. God bless.